Hi, thank you for joining me on Tuesday Talks. My name is Michelle Jewsbury. If this is your first time tuning in, Tuesday Talks is designed to open up the conversation about domestic violence, all subcategories of domestic violence, past, present, future, our nation, and nations around the world. I was a victim. I am now a survivor of domestic violence. I was involved with a man, I'm gonna call him Paul, for about four years, three years of us being physically together and one year afterwards. During those three years, I endured a lot of pain and abuse, um, physically, emotionally, financially, and sexually. The year after, for the fourth year, I endured manipulation, psychological manipulation, because I was still in constant communication with Paul, and financial abuse. The big question that a lot of people ask is who needs to take responsibility for domestic violence? Is it the victim's fault? Is it the abuser's fault? Is it the abuser's parents? Is it the social economics that we grew up in? Is it our environment, nature-nurture controversy? What is it and who needs to take responsibility? Well, I'm going to address this question based on what I've experienced based on some of the research that I've done. Um, while I was in my relationship with Paul, I allowed the abuse to continue by staying in that relationship. And as difficult as that is to say, it's true, 100% true. What was so hard though is actually leaving being a survivor of domestic violence and now looking back, stepping back to where I was, I, I couldn't leave. I didn't think that I could do any better. I somehow thought that the abuse that, that he was doing to me, that the, the, I, there were times where I was beat up, bloodied. I somehow deserved that, that, that I was doing something wrong. Um, I really truly believed that I could help this man and help fix him and be there with him. So instead of leaving, which I tried to multiple times, packed up my bags, threw them in my car, drove back to Los Angeles, but then I always went back to him five, six, seven times, if not more. The constant thought process in my mind was he's gonna change but the thing is is people don't change just because we want them to change they have to change because they want to change they have to take the steps to move forward to change so by me continually going back I allowed this abuse to continue and this is different than victim blaming, blaming 100% different. Uh, victim blaming is saying it's all her fault or all the victim's fault for, for the abuse, that it was something that she or he did to cause the abuser to assault them. But that's not the case. What I'm talking about is by me staying in that abusive relationship where I, I didn't deserve any of it. I was allowing it to continue. And then there's a side where the abuser needs to take responsibility. The abuser is now assaulting these people. Um, in, in my situation, 
my abuser has now assaulted, to my knowledge, three women. And it's, it's horrific. I was the second one. And um, he, he needs help. And what's crazy is while we were together, we sought help together. We went to therapy, we went to counseling, we tried to overcome our obstacles. He wanted me to see why I triggered him, which is a completely distorted way to address his own problems and his own innermost fears and, and letdowns in life. So why the abuser abuses, there's a couple of different reasons. It's the way they grew up, they might have been abused, their childhood, the past, um, education. So a lot of people in different countries, a lot of men in general, are educated to believe that they're superior to women and that they can do whatever they want with them and to them. And it's a cultural belief internationally. Here in the United States, it's primarily education and past history and not dealing with the transgressions that have happened to you in your life. So who is, who, who, who has to take responsibility for all of this? And in my opinion, it's both. It's like the nature nurture controversy. You can't just pick one side. So it's not just the abuser's fault and it's not just the victim's fault. It's not really the victim's fault, but she's, she or he is allowing it to continue. So what needs to happen is both of these people, the abuser and the victim separately, need to seek help, need to seek counseling, need to find God, need to go talk to their congregations. And the victim needs to leave that abusive relationship. And I know it's so, so difficult. I had a difficult time. I remember one time in particular, I was trying to pack my car. And uh, for some reason, I that day, I finally gained enough courage to, to leave. And I was panicked, freaking out, because I, I didn't want Paul to come home while I was throwing my clothes in my car. So I did it so quickly. I went in, grabbed handfuls of clothes and threw them in my car so I could leave and escape before he could catch me, before he could even notice that I was gone. And I did go back, and I shouldn't have gone back, but I did. And he says that he's gotten therapy, and he says that he's he's been through counseling, and he says that he's changed, but then he assaulted another woman. So I think that the intense therapy is necessary. For me, I went through therapy after the relationship for two years. I also have written a book, a play. I do these talks every week and I do research all the time and speak with people about domestic violence. I travel nationally and internationally. I'm traveling to Sierra Leone with our nonprofit Unsilenced Voices here next month to talk about domestic violence, to stop this epidemic. So you don't need to blame the victims and really you don't even need to blame the abuser, but each party needs to take responsibility for what they've contributed the abuser being abusive, manipulative, controlling, sexually 
and psychologically abusive. And then the victim allowing it to continue by staying in that relationship. So that's, uh, that's what I've got today. And thank you so much for joining me on Tuesday Talks. See you next week.